Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guest and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hello, Be Inspired audience. I'm here today with Nina Yoakum, and I just need to mention that her last name is spelled a little differently than you might expect. There are two O's in Yoakum, and while she told me once upon a time, she asked her husband if she could change the name. (laughs) He declined, is that right? That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Now, have you experienced then a lot of difficulty with people not knowing how exactly to spell your last name, and how has that affected? How, how, how does that work out? Sure. Uh, people very much misspell it with a U-M, which uh-huh. is phonetically how it sounds, or a K-U-M. If for the older folks who might be li- li- listening to Lil, Lil Abner back in the day, <laughs> there was a cartoon, I think, or a radio show uh, with K-U-M. Uh, Dwight Yoakam is another one. Oh, Country my. singer. So that's quite all right. Uh, I self-identify with two O's. Uh, it is a Dutch spelling. So I married into that wonderful Dutch spelling. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> well, Nina, Nina's an artist, by the way, and showed up for the, our latest show. Is that correct for the first time, Nina? Yes, it's the first time I've been here at Studio B, correct. Okay, very good. So tell us a little bit about who you are, where you come from, and how you started your artist journey. Sure. Um, I can take it back a little bit to um, my interest in art came about. My mom uh, was a volunteer with a program called called Art Goes to School, and that program was in the uh, greater Philadelphia public school systems back in the early 70s, 80s, and it is continuing and ongoing. Actually, this year is the 60th year celebration. Are you from the Philadelphia area? I am, originally from the suburbs of Malvern, Pennsylvania. Okay. Lovely little town. So that program introduced young children in the just public schools Uh to art masters. And these volunteers would come wow. into our system, into our school systems, and they would volunteer their time, and they would introduce us to beautiful artworks that we had no idea what we were looking at. We were fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. Introduced us to the color wheel, and I was hooked. What age was this? I must have been eight or nine years old. Wow, from a very early age. Yes, and my father, so that's mom, my father influenced (laughs) me because he had a deep love of fine art. And in our humble home, we didn't have a lot of money, but we did have reproductions. Okay. Um, And uh, there were a few artists in particular, uh, William Harnett, I believe is uh, 
I know there's a middle name in there, but he was an Irish American painter, a realist, realistic, realistic, realistic. Okay. And he had my father had two reproductions, um, and I would stare at them as really? a little girl, looking deep into these reproductions and wondering. What is it that my father sees in these particular paintings? Why does he, of all things, have these two treasures in our home? Uh-huh. That, along with my father, is a chemist. Okay. Chemistry became, became very uh, of great interest to me as a young girl. I, he gave me my first chemistry set when I was about eight years old, and I was hooked. Uh, and as Alice in Wonderland would say, I became curiouser and curiouser. <laughs> so that combination brought me on this journey that eventually led me to my medium that I favor the most, which is alcohol inks. Wow. I, a number of artists over the past couple of years really have introduced me to that particular process. It's a fascinating process. It is. Now, did you ever figure out what your father appreciated in those two reproductions? Yes, he did. He appreciated not just the ability to reproduce these pieces, but that you wanted to go into Into them. them. You wanted to immerse yourself into them, and they became a portal to another world. Were they landscapes? They were um, simple still scenes of what he called my gems that's the title of one of them and they had old violins old letters correspondence and these just beautiful oil paintings of great great detail Mm -hmm. Um, and these older items i wondered why does this artist treasure these things so? Yeah. So there were all of these questions that were bubbling up in my in my head, and I would ask my dad about that. Wow. He would explain to me what he saw, and then he would ask me, what do you see? Wow. Now, were you to make a collection of treasures? <laughs> that perhaps is an unfair question off the top of my head, but what would one... Put in a painting. Susan Graber, one of our um, artist members, do you know her at all? I don't know her. But yet. her work reminds me of what you are describing your father loved. Mm. She has treasures that she paints in amazing detail. And uh, for me, now I must think um, what that says about her. Indeed. Yeah. But now your style, not realistic at all. How did you come to discover alcohol ink? I have been um, mentored by a wonderful uh, friend. Um, Her name is Pam Taggart. Pam Taggart uh, graduated from the academy, and she has just been such a great influence uh, on me. I've seen a lot of her artwork in her home, and a lot of it is very organic. It's abstract, huge, ginormous pieces. But what I saw in those pieces was this, I, I saw her in her art. Okay. And the abstractness really attracted me. She was the one who said, 
what mediums have you ever tried? Mm-hmm. What have you liked and what have you not liked? Mm-hmm. And explaining what I liked, watercolor, what I didn't like, oil, what wow. I was comfortable with, some acrylic, but nothing quite felt right. And she said, have you ever tried alcohol inks? And that was it. So I purchased some alcohol inks. Uh, I am very, I research a lot. Uh, Before I do anything, I'm a huge researcher and I will go down rabbit holes. And so I- Speaking of Alice in Wonderland yet again. Wonderland again, I go down the rabbit hole. Indeed. So I just, the first time I worked with this medium, mm-hmm. uh, I started out with a kind of getting to know alcohol inks primer and read a lot and looked at a lot of YouTube videos and things like that. But I also went inward. Okay. And I went inward into my own imagination. Okay. So when I sat down for the very first time and started to play, because yeah. I wanted to look at this as something enjoyable and fun, mm-hmm. as something that I, I didn't want to put too much pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. So I just sat down and started to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in working with alcohol inks, there are a huge variety of ways you can manipulate the inks. Um, a lot of people do crafty things with alcohol inks. For example? For example... Mm-hmm. Oh, they may make some coasters, <laughs> some little doodads that they can sell. Okay. Uh, so there are a lot of crafty alcohol ink okay. um, hobbyists. Okay. I consider myself an alcohol ink artist, or even better, an alcohol ink painter. Okay. I work on paper. It just okay. happens to be synthetic. Okay. So just as any other ink artist who works on paper, whether Mm -hmm. it's watercolor or true India ink or maybe even acrylic fluid or these fluid mediums, I'm able to use these alcohol inks and use the chemistry that's involved. There you go. There's the hook. Yep. So here we are on our journey. Here's the chemistry that started to happen. Mm-hmm. And it happened organically and intuitively for the first time when I first began playing. Mm-hmm. Then I began to see how I could use tools to manipulate the structure, the texture, the layout, and the complete compilation of a piece mm-hmm. using. A variety of different tools which I'd be happy to tell you about. Oh please do! <laughs> Wonderful! So some of the things you can do with alcohol ink is you use a substrate that is anything synthetic, anything non-porous. Okay. Glass. Okay. Metal, ceramic tile, synthetic paper. Those okay. Are just some of the few of many different mediums. <laughs> I prefer working with synthetic paper Yupo is a brand name. Nara is a brand name. One and the same. They're mm-hmm. pretty much the same thing. When you use alcohol inks, you use that substrate, and they come in a variety of different thicknesses, transparencies, cardstock, black, yeah. white. Yeah. Using that, you will coat that synthetic layer, that synthetic layer 
with isopropyl alcohol. Just like you would get out of your medicine cabinet. Gotcha. 91% is the magic formula. Again, I'm <laughs> chemistry. chemistry yes, so I'm a chemist at heart. You know, I've, I'm kind of got that chemistry thing going on in my head. So with that, you lay out your colors, what mm-hmm. color you want to use. Mm-hmm. You can coat that paper mm-hmm. with that isopropyl alcohol. And then you can manip- begin to... Your, can be- Begin to manipulate those colors. Mm -hmm. My favorite tools to use are a heat gun. And when I talk about a heat gun, I'm talking about a heat tool. Nothing that blows out hot like flames. It's just like a hair dryer. I was going to say, it sounds like a hair dryer. It's a a hair dryer and a less less, uh, strength so that it doesn't blow the alcohol right. right off the page. You know, not 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 a fire hose type. Exactly, not a fire hose. <laughs> so it's a very concentrated tool that you hold in your hand and you manipulate the alcohol in. No kidding. When you do that, the alcohol dries super fast. So you have to move quickly. Quickly. Yep. You can also continue to dilute the alcohol inks with additional isopropyl alcohol mm-hmm. and can continue to push along those colors mm-hmm. and you can start to manipulate the shapes mm-hmm. and how far you push that color, color. it can get denser and darker uh-huh. or lighter and more transparent. Yeah. So you're in control but the chemistry that is going on is also in control. Right. So you work with it. Don't fight it. Right. You work with it. How interesting. Now, how long have you been working with this medium? I've been working with alcohol inks for almost two years. Okay. So I began the journey a couple of years now, ago. Now, yeah. do you have a traditional artistic educational background? I do not. I am a what I would call a uh, self-taught, self-taught emerging artist. Okay. Correct. I have taken classes here and there okay. over the years with different mm-hmm. mediums, acrylics, mixed media. I've always been interested in trying different mediums. Yeah. But nothing formal. Yeah. Just as something to enjoy doing on my own. Mm-hmm. Now I am also interested. <clears throat> One of my one of my favorite abstract artists, Marilyn Fox, we did a podcast maybe a, almost a year ago, I think, and I was fascinated with her technique. She starts with a with an idea, she starts with words, and then those words inspire whatever it is she's doing. You work with the medium instead, indeed, and it becomes more less plan less structured more intuitive is that correct that is correct absolutely jane it is more intuitive Mm -hmm. and it is you can plan i can plan using what colors do i want to use okay how big do i want the piece okay uh how deep do i want these colors to go yeah but it is a spontaneous medium yeah now there are alcohol ink artists that paint with alcohol inks Okay. And will draw and, and excuse me, and will paint realistically. Yes, I wanted to ask. I interrupted uh, your discussion of tools. You use the not the hair dryer, but sure. something like it, but other tools like. Sure, and I also use other tools. Like I do use paint brushes on occasion. Okay. 
I also use fine cotton balls, not something you'd buy in the grocery store, but they like fine cotton, like real cotton. And I will place that cotton and will push and push along the inks as well. Mm-hmm. And when you enter into those inks with different different tools, mm-hmm. it will it will do different things for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will create different shapes and will uh, interact differently on the actual piece. Itself. I understand. Now, many artists will overwork a piece. Alcohol ink almost doesn't let you. Would that be correct? Well, I will. I will say you can muddy the waters. Oh, okay. So you can, if you overwork, you can overwork a piece. Yeah. So there, that fine line. Any artist or painter who comes and says, "Here's where I am. Is this where I want to stop, or do I want to keep going?" Mm-hmm. So you make that decision. Have I manipulated this? abstract scene or what could potentially be somewhat of a semi-abstract mm-hmm. and say, do I want to push it more? Or do I want to leave it alone? <laughs> and I have ruined many, many a piece by pushing it too far. Too far. And that's okay. Then you, you get to know what the balance sure. is. Sure. Sure. Yes. Sure. It's all part of learning the process. Exactly. exactly. So, you've been exhibiting around the area. Talk to me about your journey. Sure. I've had the pleasure of exhibiting and getting to know a variety of different memberships. I started at Chester County Art Association. Okay. That was my kind of launching pad. Mm -hmm. I became a member uh, and it's such a wonderful um, community of artists. Mm -hmm. Um, I going from there I kind of branched out and saw where are, where are some of these other artists uh, mm-hmm. showing their works. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been jurying into a, a number of shows uh, in mm-hmm. the in the area, uh, the Sketch Club, uh, excuse me, the Philadelphia Sketch Club, the Plastic Club, uh, Cheltenham, um, a few others in the area, uh, Darlington Arts. Um, One of my favorites, Powell Lane Arts, uh, which is a new gallery that just opened about a year and a half ago uh, in Collinswood, New Jersey. Um, uh, This area is just so ripe. And so rich of talent. Absolutely. It just is incredible. It is. Mm -hmm. I was able to participate this year in the Chester County Studio Tour, which is an annual Mm -hmm. tour. I think this was its... Eighth, ninth, tenth year. It's been a, quite a few years. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful opportunity to showcase your talents uh, in studios across Chester County for a weekend. So, what do you want to do next? What do I want to do next? I'd like to. I'm getting both. I am getting both smaller and larger. Ah. So this okay. medium lends itself to becoming a very, you can do very tiny scenes. So I've been working on something called portals, where I will take some of my alcohol ink and I will punch out small scenes. And I will use those scenes and I will paint on top of them. So one of the neat things about alcohol ink is that you can, once it's dried, you can layer on top of it. So I will use fine liner pen to detail, and I will use 
uh, acrylic paint to also detail on top. And those that layer, are we talking about representational? Are we talking about realistic? We're talking about what my brain likes to do most, which is get into the details. Yeah. So I do a lot of what I call <clears throat> dotting. Similar to mandala artists. Okay. Mandala artists <clears throat> do many series of repetitive dots and they become these series. My dotting technique is I will look into the abstractness of my piece and will see what is calling to me, what needs to be placed in certain areas of my piece. And these dots, for lack of a better word, I love it. They will detail and will add dimension to my piece. Yeah. So I can kind of sketch out where I'd like for those additional layers or fine liner pen detail mm -hmm. in just doing some very small, uh, just small detail work on top of the alcohol ink. And you are doing that now? I am doing that now. I'm also exhibiting that somewhere now. It's it's exhibiting on my website right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that website is that is www.ninayocum.com and again it's spelled with two O's. If you misspell it with U M, that's okay. I have it redirected to the right <laughs> website. <laughs> thanks, Aren't thanks you that. clever? That's really fun. I can't wait to see those pieces yes. so i'm going to have to go on your website and check it out please and yeah. also uh the other thing that i've been doing is going larger most ah. of my work is small i am five by seven is my comfort zone that's uh -huh. tiny for artists that's uh -huh. a really tiny thing but i like that because you have to come close yeah you have to dig in and come closer and i want you to come closer into my paintings so i'm also trying to go larger okay and one of the largest pieces I worked on is called a painting called womb womb was just uh, entered and accepted into a juried exhibition uh, at the uh, Montgomery County Community College and it's an exhibit called um, it's it's about our bodies ourselves oh okay and it's okay. an exhibiting jury it's an exhibiting, a traveling Exhibit. show. Oh, okay. Ten pieces were chosen mm -hmm. out of that show, mm -hmm. and I was one of the ten. Oh, lovely. So that will go on to another university in Boston in the fall. So lovely. that was my largest piece, and that was a 12 by 12. Yeah. So that's as big as I've gotten so far. <laughs> <laughs> to give you some sense of where is she going. How really <laughs> cool, and how... How fun for me to learn all this from you today. Wonderful. I don't always have an opportunity to learn the process or to listen to people talk about their process, so I really appreciate this. Now, I always ask people, when you were in high school, did you intend to become an artist like you are today? I intended to become an artist with words. Really? Well, talk to me about that. I am a voracious reader. Okay. And in my head, at some point, I was like, someday there will be that book. <laughs> and then that just didn't, didn't turn out. I am a perpetual reader and yeah. a perpetual admirer of words. Very good. Which is why I was so attracted 
to this particular, particular exhibit. exhibit. Yep. Here at Studio B. Very good. Well, thank you, Nina, for joining us today on the Be Inspired podcast. You have certainly inspired me. Thank you. And we'll look forward to seeing more of your work here at Studio B. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired.